Hey, welcome back. It's been a while since we last posted our podcast, but thanks for tuning in to Back to Business, your favorite podcast to listen to about business insights, digital marketing trends, personal experiences, and tips and tricks. Today, I am joined by Saran, the CEO. Hi. Uh, <laughs> hi, Saran. Thank you for joining me. And also, Ami, the creative director. Hey, that's you, man. <laughs> man! <laughs> so... Anyways, on today's podcast, we'll be talking about fighting with social media algorithms. On the first topic, we'll talk about Instagram reduction in reach and engagement. So previously on Instagram, everyone was starting to file a complaint on why they're not gaining any reach. We initially thought that it was due to the U.S. presidential election. Now it's post the presidential election and we still can't get the same reach or even reach to a lot of our audiences. So why is this happening, guys? Well, if you look at the real changes that is happening, um, if you look at Instagram closely, right? I mean, the only changes that has happened, um, the UI has changed, and you have a new shopping tab. So to me, it's, it's, it's kind of like proving that it's going to go in a different direction already. And I guess this algorithm is, uh, as everybody was trying to like find like, you know, relief, like, oh, this is just for the election perhaps, or... You know, the algorithms have been changed and stuff like that. But I don't really think that if they're going to make a, such a change, um, it's, it's I mean, they know, right? They can If they really want to combat election spread of news, then they can really target that. Not normal people's uh, normal yeah, yeah. creators, unrelated stuff. So if they're really smart, I'm, I mean, they're not, not really smart. They are smart people, right? So I'm sure they could have figured it out in a different way. But for them to... To like subtly do this makes me think that there's bigger shifts happening. I think it's a it, it's a major shift in the platform towards uh, shopping, perhaps, and um, I think that points us to a direction like what we've. What I think that is coming up next. Um, have you guys like seen like uh, Shopee or Lazada do these live shopping things? Yes, but it's didn't kind partake. Of <laughs> yeah, I I partly didn't use it, but it's kind of popular in in like uh, even in China they have their own versions of it, right? These mm-hmm. things are kind of popular among Asians, I mean, including ourselves. Some some in uh, even in uh, our country Malaysia, I've seen that uh, uh, what do you call um, the major shifts happening in in live sales. Um, if you open up Shopee, you get people starting like you know like so they're in some bazaar or something like that and they'll be like hey this is for 10 this is for 20 and uh, you know they start showing you the products that they have and it's like I've, I've participated in one of two of these it's interesting like people actually want want those kinds of environment so if if that's the shift that's happening and then you have tiktok on one side so maybe maybe instagram is trying to like uh, prepare themselves for that wave earlier before it gets into a bigger trend uh, they missed out TikTok's trend, right? I mean, they're, like, they're now trying to catch up with Instagram Reels and stuff. So they're trying to like perhaps go one step ahead. Now, the downside is it's become like a um, content creator's nightmare. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was a platform for for um, creators to create great stuff, isn't it? Great contents, great carousels we see and all the stuff. Now, suddenly it's all dropping and everything is moving towards another direction. Of course, it's not going to be easy on the creators what do you think of me i think yeah there's definitely something fishy about it um they're just blaming things on the election 
um, padahal they want to test out something uh-huh. new, right? And then probably in order to get, I think a point we need to note, note, uh, we need to to uh-huh. I, to highlight is that uh, Instagram did not officially say it was because of the election. It's just speculated, yeah, yeah. so just leave a speculation as a speculation. But um, yeah, we all are finding for reasons to to blame why this changes, right? Yeah, like speculatively, that's what it looks like. Um, but I can't wait to like just to try maybe like uh, uh, is it is the shop accessible to normal content creators? Can we just try to sell something on our profile and then see if you get the reach? Uh, technically. At the moment, um, you need to have the shop turned on. You need to have like a catalog or something. All right, all right. Uh, technically, it's not um, you're not purchasing anything on on Instagram. It's it actually to, uh, sending you out to a, to see. your already store outside and stuff like that. But then, this could pave way for a new revenue for them. If this gets successful enough, people start clicking on it more enough. They have enough data. They probably mm-hmm. could be introducing a payment gateway, and I don't know, maybe introducing Facebook Pay. Yeah. And getting into the the e wallet game as well, yeah, you know that's going to bring a lot of revenue for them. I think, um, I I guess that's what they're heading towards. Yeah, it makes kind it kind of makes sense because people can really like uh, at at its peak. But whenever people document things on IG, they're outside or always outside, always with people and yeah, now probably less people are posting, just carousels. <laughs> <laughs> hey, carousels have been taken over the heat. I I don't understand. Like, I mean, we we tried. Uh, we hated our fair share of carousels, and like, yeah. um, it it it's trying. Like, everybody's trying to gamify the 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 platform. Like, if somebody is, has got success on it, everybody is like trying that. the same yeah. thing. Yeah, it's it's after a while. It's like uh, you know, it's like a fatigue in the eyes. Like ah, another carousel. It's like you stop reading this stuff. Mm-hmm. It doesn't catch your eye anymore. So. I think uh, it's great to experiment with, but do not stick to just one thing. I mean, don't worry about how the grid is, whether it's beautiful and and whatnot. Just put out content that you want to put out and what you think that will reach yeah. out to people. Don't worry about the format really too much. As long as it's, it's, it's acceptable. I mean, if it's like, you know, if it's a story, it's like a few seconds. It needs to be a few seconds and make it a few seconds. Um, if it's a IG video, then probably keep it short and sweet, and um, make sure you have your titles, subtitles, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, so those are the kind of the baseline things that you need to follow. But you don't need to like if there's a carousel feature. Okay, if you if you can put content into the carousel, then yeah, go ahead, do it. Yeah. But that does not mean that everybody has to do it, or it's like the default way of uh, of uh, con- conveying a message or something. So. Apart, apart from the election that everyone was like speculating why they're not gaining much reach, some influencers are also saying that their reach is going down due to paid partnership. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? I have. There's no official say about this again, but what I think is also happening here. Uh, I mean, come on, how long? How long are you gonna have free lunch? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the platforms are going to be trying to figure out. How to get get the brands to start spending money? So if the brands kind of like find out a uh, work around and start going working with influencers and and um, and then the dish the the brand paid networks, I think mm-hmm. that's not gonna, that's not going to work anymore. So what they're going to do is that they're going to try to force you like, hey, okay, it's fine that you have a brand partnership, but I want you to run ads on it. So you pay us, all right? We'll show more people, but at the same time, mm-hmm. we'll also make that influencer famous. So it's like a win-win situation that's going to happen and. 
this is this is also very important for influencers like do not rely on just like one platform um it, it could really be a make or break for your career some some of them are uh really depending on instagram so these kinds of stuff are really scary of course i i know why everybody's getting really really worked up on this yeah that brings us to our next topic which is now we have seen that social media is playing catch up with one another so it started uh-huh. from snapchat and then instagram liked the idea of what snapchat was doing so they added a new feature called stories and recently twitter did the same thing by naming it fleets Suddenly these platforms have decided that we need to share our stories as a new way of engaging with one another or having a conversation. And now they're becoming all alike. By offering the same thing, what's their unique selling point? Thoughts? It, it is um funny to see that every everyone is uh trying to become one like the same like the other. I mean like to the fleets is I mean it's it's just stories, right? What why you do need to call it fleets? Just call it story. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's calling it story. Why? Trying why to be different? Special, like, even YouTube calls different. it stories. Like short yeah. Even LinkedIn's called it story. <laughs> yeah, I so said like, what's what's with the fleets? I mean, because they tried to like um, say that it was a feature for more for like an easy way to share tweets and stuff like yeah. that. But you could already share tweets easily on the feed. Yeah. It was just Origi. another product to just like playing mm-hmm. catch up. Like just worried whether. Um, they will be left out in this. So it's like, you know, like every single platform has a story except for Twitter. So I guess they mm-hmm. fell left out and like, oh, we got to also have this on our our platform. And naturally, it's, it's it's a natural fit for for Twitter because it's a short form platform, right? It's yeah. text and stuff like that. So if you want um, images, it probably has to be like really quick. So the easiest format that they can do is disappearing stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if they just keep it at that, it's fine. If They shouldn't be going towards like Making bringing too much video content into Twitter, that would break yeah. uh, the way the whole Twitter works. But you can upload videos on Fleets, though, based on what yeah, I read. Yeah, as I said, it, it's becoming the same. So then it's like, what do you use these platforms for? Twitter is actually one of the most versatile platforms that allows you to share links openly. To me, I think why Twitter is still like the um, one of the best brand friendly or even uh, people friendly product because they didn't stop you from putting links and sharing things out of Twitter. That's how you discover news, right? You discover new content and stuff like that. But also like Facebook and Instagram, they are very much focused on keeping the audience inside the app. The whole the whole experience has to be in the app. Like let's mm-hmm. let's upload a video in the app so you don't go to YouTube. Let's let's mm-hmm. uh, you know put a story so that you don't go to another photo sharing app or something like that. Uh, so they're trying to like get everything into that one app, but on like on Twitter it was always like going outwards. Yeah. That was their unique selling point to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I I think I hope they don't change that much because I really like that. Yeah, I mean I also like the customizable feature where you can choose what you want. For example, like the recent tweets or. Uh, something that you prefer maybe the last tweet that you didn't catch up they could show you that you can sort of like in a way control what you want to see which is cool but you can select the type of themes that you want to appear on your timeline other platforms is they manage what you see and on twitter you can manage what you want to see which exactly. is pretty cool exactly I agree uh, that's one of the reasons as I said the unique selling point is that if they if they make that too harsh they, they, they're trying to like experiment it earlier 
they did experiment it earlier as like in sense that um, you put the top stories first and then it decides for you which one you, you would be more relevant to you. That's just algorithm working there. And at the same time, they also have a very visual way to like change it to like the recent feed, which we are all yeah. used to. So that was the unique selling point of Twitter is like seeing the recent feed. Mm-hmm. And we've lost this feature in Facebook. We've lost this feature in Instagram. The only place that I can see that we can use these recent feeds without any setbacks is Twitter. That is why it's a place where you discover news. It's real time. You see the latest stuff immediately. Whereas on Facebook these days, it's become too much of an algorithm mess where it's like, you don't know. You don't know what's real. You don't know what's 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 uh, happening on real time. Can I just add? Because I haven't been talking. Yeah. Boleh, boleh, boleh. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you've not been talking. But if you guys okay. think about it, so what's the point of having all these um, different different social media platforms in the future if everyone's going to be the same? Like, do you think that mm. someone like Facebook is going to buy out everyone? Or some like rebel company will... Because um, I remember one time Shazmin told me about this uh, Tinder for rich people. So they pay really? extra, yeah, they pay extra yeah, yeah, for Hollywood in this elite circle. So that's what celebrities <laughs> use and stuff. So maybe in the yeah. future, uh, for the to cater to like rich people who want to be like low key, they don't want to be like under any algorithm or any ads or whatnot. You have to pay for the social media. It's like in a safer bubble or something. And I think there's like a couple of uh, social media that's out there. At the moment, like something, I'm not sure if the name is right. It's called Neighborhood or something. It's like a social network for your neighborhood. Oh, hold up. Let me Google this. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's there. But I'm not sure whether they had, um, whether they are still operating or not. Because I didn't follow much on that. But yeah, private those are the times network. of like, yeah, private social networks, local social networks. These things all are going to prop up. It really depends on um, the usage, um, adaptability of the app end of the day uh, well, the reason why people like Facebook Instagram manage to succeed is the sheer volume of existing users that they have mm-hmm. you can leverage on it you can cross promote on it as like anything I mean like uh, if you realize like how literally Instagram really owned that story space even though it was not their feature yeah mm-hmm. it was completely ripped off from Snapchat yeah. And they drove Snapchat, like, probably not out of business, but, like, everybody just stopped using Snapchat and started going back to Instagram stories. Because it was like, you already have these friends in it. I don't have to, like, add request friend and new friend, new friends. So all mm-hmm. your friends were already on it. So it it just a new feature. So that's what they keep doing with the new Instagram Reels as well. They just, mm-hmm. if they can't buy that platform, they will probably just add the feature in. So yeah. they will just bet against the users, the current user base. Like, okay, this is what you like. I'm going to give it to you now. But then again, things are going to get bloated and bloated and bloated. And if that yeah. happens, maybe you lose the core features one day. You may not have a feed anymore. It may be all just, you know, a vertical, stuff. vertical <laughs> stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe Instagram is probably going to be a shop forever. Maybe it's become <laughs> choppy. We don't know. And so, yeah. it really depends. So, maybe they will keep the Facebook as a legacy product of all-in-one, the most bulkiest social network. And then Instagram will be probably a network that that agile, uh, keeps changing yeah. according to times and stuff like that. Uh, because, you see, if you look at Facebook, it's pretty much 
the same. More features, more features, more features, but nothing is changing much. The uh, the look and feel is always the same, mm-hmm. uh, even though the UI changes, but the feel. But what they're doing in Instagram really feels different these days. Like, I feel when they did the change to the notification to the top, it, it just, like, changed the whole flow. Yeah. Like, I, I was like, eh, where, who's following me now? Like, there's, like, there's notification that comes, pops up, that people follow you, and you'll be like, your, your thumbs are so used to, like, looking at the, the notifications and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I think when you break that kind of small flow, it kind of annoys mm. users. Yeah, and then, like, yeah. they, they do stuff like that, and then they don't improve, like... Uh, you know, you know, it's very annoying. It's very annoying to use Instagram the the more button, like when you when you read yeah. the caption and uh-huh. the more, and then when you press it, you get a comment. Yeah, it's too small. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too frustrating. Especially for so yeah, instead of figuring out that they're they're working. Yeah. They, of course, they're they're figuring out more on the revenue side, right? <laughs> yeah, frustrating. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is that we all complain about this, and um, even creators, <laughs> even. Yeah, we still use it, and you can't you can't escape. Yeah. This is yeah. reality. It's a free platform, number one. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to worry about whether you like it or not. As long it's free, people are going to flock. And if your friends on it, probably I'm going to be on it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know uh, things like that. Besides that, yeah, the only way that these these platforms make money is ads. So, in the long term. Just depending on ads may not cut it for some of these platforms. If it's like Facebook, they mean they have the leverage of two platforms. So you're you're leveraging the platforms and whatnot to to get. So they need more platforms, more eyeballs to 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 sustain such revenues. Uh, it's either that the the cost of advertising goes up, or you have more sheer volume of advertisers. Mm-hmm. So like, how much ads can you cram? Into a feed, right? So over mm-hmm. time, your ad cost is definitely going to go up. That could also put a setback on like volume advertisers, like people who are coming in advertising for like one buck, two bucks per click. I mean, if you're going to charge them like ten bucks per click, you're going to lose these guys. So they have to like maintain this balance as well. They can't like overinflate the 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 market, the price, and then expect everybody to spend millions on ads. So then the you, you lose average Joe's also advertising today. So they have this very fine balance that they need to play with, which is tough. Because it's, if it's easy, it's like, oh, every year we'll just increase ad spend, um, sorry, ad prices. You know, it's easy to say that. But in reality, they, they, I'm sure they, it's a tough decision to, to find a way to balance it out. Because if you look at it, I, I believe the vast majority of advertisers are a small Joe's, like you and me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean... We, we advertise for for clients, right? I mean, like, they have so many small businesses. These are the small businesses that survive using Facebook ads. So if you can't turn your backs on them because your, your major chunk of revenue is from them, your big, your big 10%, big buyers, it's just 10%. Until that becomes, like, 50%, 60%, they're going to still need the sheer volume of people. So... Now we're moving on to the next topic. Um, we're still talking about Instagram, but let's take a closer look on their feature, more precisely, IGTV. Let's talk about IGTV versus YouTube. So let's break it down first to what it is. So IGTV is for bite-sized content, meaning to say you can use it as a tool to help improve your engagement with your followers. Meanwhile, if you want to be established as a video content creator, 
then you should opt for YouTube. Question is, with the recent change on Instagram, content creators have no idea how to beat the algorithm. Theory is, soon all YouTubers that were brought to the platform will soon flock back to their home base. Is there something that YouTube has that all other social media platforms don't? Alright, that's a long uh, question. Yeah, actually. Yeah, okay, so the question is, is there something <laughs> that YouTube has? <laughs> Yeah. It was just like to give them an understanding. So yeah, what is it that YouTube has that other social media platforms don't? Uh, we just talked about this yesterday. Um, Saran mentioned a valid point. Say, uh, YouTube, there's a higher intent behind the viewers because you have to search. You know, whenever you want to watch a video on YouTube, you search for it. Kalau Instagram, mm-hmm. it's more of like what you're given to you based on your what you're who you're following yeah. and all the algorithm. So because of that, I think YouTube definitely has an edge because I get to watch what I want to watch. And it, the IGTV, I think it just makes more sense as like a, a introduction to your YouTube channel. Like like for instance, if uh, if you run videos on YouTube, um, although yeah, for, for, for users it's great. But for creators, like in order to build that, that following takes a bit of time. Uh, people, they cannot find your, your video. So you have to rely on tags. Since it's easy to get rich on IG, uh, you can just post like a sample on IG. Although it's on IGTV, right? Apalah, maybe just for to lead people into your channel, just to tell people about your channel through by uh, through paying IG for rich. Um, but I don't think IG's form, vertical format uh, will take over anytime mm-hmm. soon. I mean, I for me, I'm just not used to it. It doesn't feel very pleasant watching a vertical full length vertical video. Although, like, I have to admit, Snapchat does it quite well. Like, uh, if I go into the, the can it's in Snapchat, there's this one page where you can suddenly like there's a there's already some channels on it, and they do it very yeah. well with like their own montages, and their own like title. Yeah. It looks like TV, which is cool. It looks nice, but it's kind of annoying. Like every ten seconds, they cut it into every ten seconds, and then you have to. There's no bar to bar. It's Instagram. I didn't want to then. Visual wise, then I guess it's better. But like, not, I I don't think I think I still think YouTube is the best uh, for long form videos. Adding adding on to that, I think there is one reason why YouTube is king. Mm-hmm. And that is it's a creator's platform. You get paid for your content. Yeah. If you you know just just think about it. I mean, there's no other uh, platform besides like those days when when we, blogging was a thing. Everybody was blogging, yeah. and you get to get paid blogging because the same dude behind YouTube, uh, Google, decided to pay people for showing ads on their site. So the same mm-hmm. analogy has gone to video. Now you make videos. If your videos are popular, we'll share your our ad revenue with you. So that motivates, that simple motivation makes people to create, creating great content rather than crappy content. All right. Now, this is what Instagram and Facebook has been trying to do for many years. They've been. Mm-hmm. They, the reason IGT was created was mm-hmm. to encourage users to to create long form videos, but in the downside of it, I have not seen a surge in IGTV. Simple reason is, look at the whole way it's organized. Let's look not look at the fundamentals first. Number one, it's not geared towards like a subscriber followers kind of thing. Like on YouTube, you can subscribe to a channel and then you have a feed of subscribers or subscribe channels and you literally yeah. can see all your latest stuff you want to follow. There's no like, um, you know, an ad between that 
on the contrary to I uh, Instagram on IGTV, it's not as simple like okay, I would like to subscribe this person and subscribe. No, you only can follow. Yeah. And then the people that you follow, you have to click on IGTV to see the IGTVs that they produce. So it just didn't mm-hmm. feel natural enough to like, huh? Like, are these the people that are actually following? And then the sheer volume of content. It doesn't make sense. This is not what I want. I wanted like that particular uh, type of videos that you can find on 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 YouTube. So there's the search intent based content, right? Which is not available on IG. You can't like search like, hey, I want to watch digital marketing videos or Facebook ad tutorials. There's nothing that you can figure out easily on IG. It's just tags is what I may said. Now the number two is that this is not a a paid content platform. You're not motivating the the um, or the, the creators to create great content and and reward them with money. Whereas, because YouTube does it, you get good content. Mm-hmm. And you don't do that here. You get people just use it for like, oh, I just post if I feel like posting on IGTV, I'll post it on IGTV. So there's and those get rewarded is probably just stuff that just go virals and. Um, and if you look at, at Facebook and Instagram, the contents that always go um, um, uh, always show, sh- shared on these platforms are always stuff like motivations and um, thought leaderships and, um, uh, you know, it's like always very um, insightful to your life and stuff like that. Those are the things that go viral or probably some cat videos and stuff like that get that goes viral. Mm-hmm. But... It's never been a platform where you would go and search and subscribe or watch. So this definitely have not looked into it much. In the early days, IGTV, they tried to lure in some some creators from YouTube into IGTV, but mm-hmm. and by by paying by remunerating them for content. But you you're not looking at the main point. You you don't you don't have to go after big creators on YouTube. Go after people who are creating content on on Instagram and start paying them money sharing with them the ad revenue, you can see the amount of the content that is going to be created and make it easy for them to subscribe to what they want. Mm-hmm. So if I'm following you in your feed, it doesn't mean that I want, to f- I want to subscribe to your IGTV. It should be a separate feature. A feed should be just like feed. You know, you just put whatever you want and you can put your ads and stuff like that. But on terms of IGTV, it should be a long form format that's easily subscribed, easily searched. Mm-hmm. Until they fix that, YouTube is king. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. YouTube's algorithm is less intrusive. Like, like you don't you don't go like, ah, why is this here? Like, you know why is that? <laughs> paling paling pun, you you're gonna be like, hey, why is this video recommended? Uh, like from two thousand seven. It doesn't feel like they are trying to uh, tell you what to watch. Yeah. I mean, the home feed is where the only place that algorithm works mm. and the recommended feed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the rest, your subscribers um, feed is real time. You, you post today, you get to see. So that advantage is what is missing in Instagram. It used to be there. And that's what made Instagram famous. You know, uh, real time uh, posting. So it's like if I'm a creator, I would create stuff and real time I would, I would see my, my, my stuff. But because the nature of social media, you get to post things that are just like one, um, one click away. Mm-hmm. You're definitely going to not also have the the quality to it, right? But on YouTube, the platform is generally, I mean, nobody's going to subscribe to people who just keep posting every day like one second video or two second videos. Like, hey guys, 
and then you post on a YouTube video. You don't expect to do that. And generally, the algorithm will not uh, favor you. You're not, you're not going to make money with it. Nobody's going to follow you on in YouTube. There's this sense of understanding that, hey, if you're going to put a YouTube video, it's going to be somewhat long form. And you need to build an audience to it. So it's more like treated like a television channel instead. Like, you know, like every subscriber is like a channel. Like, mm-hmm. what what channel do you want? Subscribe to my channel. You know, this is like your own space where we create, we push out content. Even if you push it out daily, you push it out like two hours once, it's okay. As long as it's long form, people can enjoy it for a while. But on, on Instagram, it's like it's like an inf- infinite scroll that never ends and you do not know what's coming. No. So going back to your question just now um, mm-hmm. about all platforms merging up this to, to become one. Becoming, you, yeah. you, YouTube did not try to become Facebook. YouTube did not try to become Instagram, a social network. They did not become. They did not try to become a social network. They don't want to. They adopted a few uh, things like stories, but they are putting it. Actually, they're doing it. They're doing a good job on it. They're calling it short form videos instead. You know, so if you want to create short form videos, you can do it. So you can follow your subscribers, and your subscribers' latest short form videos will be on the top. But it's not the priority. Mm-hmm. The priority is the subscriber content, the subscribed content. But if you want to see extra behind the scenes and stuff like that, you can click on that and see what's happening on the behind the scenes. That makes sense. But on the contrary, the social network is trying to become a video platform. Tough, tough bad. They really need to. I'm not saying that it can't be done, but they really need to rearrange the way the whole layout is and the, the way it works. So let's do a rundown on the social media migration. We originally had MySpace and then we flocked to Facebook because somehow it was better. Although sometimes I do miss MySpace on the customization of your page. So then we flocked to Twitter mainly because, I don't know about you guys, I flocked to Twitter because my parents were on Facebook and I was like, nope. Yeah, yeah, that's that's (laughs) for me, Twitter was something cool to resort to. Yeah, everyone was like, our oh, parents are on Facebook. We're not going to use that platform. That's generally so how every Twitter. new social media is born, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> when the parents take over, they provide newer um, avenue for us to And like, when they, and when they catch up us. on Instagram, you move to TikTok. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so then Instagram was there. But the, the cool thing is when Instagram was introduced to us, it was very much different from Twitter. But when you think about it, Facebook is an amalgamation of like Twitter and Instagram. Cuma they had their own uh, USP. For like example, Twitter, you have a certain amount of words you can express. Facebook, they don't have it. So I guess maybe some of us, a lot of us liked it where we, we do not need to like write longer sentences, just short forms. And then Instagram is more into just pictures. So people can just like look at other people's pictures and not really read any statuses, which is cool. And then we have Snapchat, which was totally something new. Uh, everything lasted for only a few hours which everyone liked, and then there's TikTok. Uh, a lot of the millennials didn't like it at first, but then we got caught up with it for because of corona reasons. Uh, so clearly, with the new migration of social media, there will be a new social media player that will emerge. And theory says that maybe Facebook will buy out all these, all these other social media platforms. So what would your advice be to brands or influencers to cope with the evolution of these changes? Like what, what they can do? 
I mean, look at that. It's a single reach drop and everybody's complaining already. There's no such thing as, as I said, we, we talked about it earlier. There's no such thing as free lunch. Even if you're, you're yeah. getting some today, it's not going to last. You know, it's not going to be last forever. It's probably just a short period. So if you're lucky, you made your money. Good. What you should have, been, have done is that if you're lucky on one platform, you should be also pushing them towards other platform. You need to embrace and embrace all the platforms that's out there because you do not know which is going to, you know, um, survive in the long term. Your biggest bets are Facebook, Instagram, uh, and TikTok. It's already got its own, um, how do I say, traction is quite quite large. Mm-hmm. And compared to the user base, is yeah. also growing quite large. So if you have to keep, you keep yourself aware of where and what is growing and start getting onto that early as possible. You know, if you are in the B2B space, then probably LinkedIn is still a good platform, right? So yeah. those who are depending on Facebook on stuff like that, I'm sure they already, you should have been already be moving to LinkedIn. It's not a question anymore. You should be on LinkedIn. If you are, you know, looking for a job or you are like some sort of coach, those kinds of people, right? So you need to be on LinkedIn. And tomorrow, so LinkedIn will also emerge sometime soon. And you got to also be on that platform. There's and then there's a yeah. there's this whole thing like oh, what 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 do I um, uh, focus on? I know it's too many things. Th- th- this is the thing: it's all free platforms. Each of these platforms is going to have some sort of user base, and some probably may may uh, uh, die, like what happened to MySpace. We eventually moved on to to Facebook, but the the irony is that now um, Facebook is a profitable organization. It remains to be so, and it remains to be so for a long, long time. So you're not going to see a lot of user base moving that fast. So the the most majority of the user base are still on Facebook and Instagram. And supplementarily, they're using all the other platforms. So as an influencer, you need to be on all these platforms. And you have to direct your audiences from one to another. Start pushing them from one to another. Start collecting emails if you can. Have your own newsletter. Some add some extra value to it to keep your your base. That's how you have to build yourself as an influencer. And by all means, I think the safest bet is to build your YouTube channel. True. Because I think, no matter what's said and done, you are not going to lose your subscribers in the near future. Because, um, as far as I'm concerned, YouTube has been around for for quite some time now, and they have not changed. The fundamentally have not changed the way it's operating. So it's a safe bet to say that you, if you are a vi- if you're good at video, start getting on into YouTube and start building your audience there as well. So embrace, and if anything fades out, don't stress out about it. Start working better on the other platforms. Yeah. Plus, if you're everywhere, yeah. you're got about it? to get like some kind of sale or whatever. You know, everybody is saying you got to create um, content that is specifically for those platforms. Mm-hmm. Right, but generally try to be smart. Try to be smart and try to create content that you can repurpose into those platforms. So, like, uh, I like to keep on listening to what Gary Vee says on this. He likes to say that you know you create your one YouTube long form content, and then you can trickle it down, make smaller versions of it, and make it fit into all these platforms. See, the idea is very simple: is do not treat these contents like TV ad- TV ads. All this, yeah. all this, this, this platforms have unique, um, common. Uh, sorry, all these platforms have this common ground where it's user-based content. 
So you don't want to be too professional looking. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you don't want to be too crappy looking. You need to find the middle ground. Uh, good audio, good video. That's enough. But you don't have to be like, you know, in a set or things like that to create amazing content. People still want to see user-generated content. So whatever the platforms are, as long as you keep it as user-generated content, you're going to win. So that brings us to our final question. If the CEO of a social media platform were listening to this podcast, what would your advice be on the ideal social media format for all creators? Would they be listening to this podcast? We don't know. They might. <laughs> <laughs> advice, is, it, what, is that advice for the CEO? Yes. Uh, what would your advice be on the ideal social media format for all creators? I don't know, man. Suddenly <laughs> 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 the pressure is on. Like, uh... <laughs> I mean, YouTube, you're doing great. Keep up with the work. <laughs> 10 over 10. Would recommend. <laughs> Instagram, please. Please, please fix fix it. it. It's 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 getting broken day by day. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I bet Instagram has a lot to say, but they cannot really like argue with Facebook. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure. As investor pressure is there, it's, there's always a pressure to like you know, um, either innovate with a new feature or copy something that is already working. So the mm-hmm. easiest way mm-hmm. to please investors would be just to copy something that is working. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's how you grow their businesses but then it kind of kills the creativity among the teams so I think these big platforms you start really looking at setting new trends rather than playing catch up all the time yeah. they should be the ones coming up with new trends again I mean you did it once why can't you do it again yeah mm-hmm. so if at all anybody's listening out there start innovating <laughs> start creating new trends don't be trend followers, be trendsetters. So I guess that's a closing to our podcast. Uh, we hope today's podcast has given you great insights on understanding the social media algorithm and what you can do as a creator. That being said, if you ever feel like you need advice from an expert to help you out, you can email us at hello at weareherbat.com. And for more content like this, feel free to visit our Instagram and Facebook at weareherbat. For free tips and tricks on digital marketing, you can check our website at www.weareherbat.com. We'll see you on the next one.